You're listening to Travel Talk Weekly with Rob and Carrie Stewart, travel experts, authors, and TV hosts. Join them every Tuesday as they take you to amazing destinations all over the globe. Whether it's cruising the seven seas, exploring Europe, or being pampered at an all-inclusive resort, Travel Talk Weekly is your passport to the world. Ciao, compagno di viaggio. Benvenuto a Travel Talk Weekly. Questo è episodio numero 66. Data dell'aria originale il dodicesimo gennaio 2021. Or, welcome to another edition of Travel Talk Weekly. This is show number 66, original air date, January 12th, 2021. I am loving your progress on your Italian. Grazie. (laughs) You definitely will want to stay tuned to learn more about your Italian and how you also can start feeling a little more international, working on some language skills. (laughs) See. So as we continue our series of getaways for the month of January, this week we have one that is very popular for U.S. residents, And why? Because there is no passport required. And it is pretty much the same temperature year-round, but there are some times that are better and also cheaper to visit than at other times. And if you plan your trip right, you can actually visit multiple islands. There's a little teaser for you. Oh, you're giving it away. (laughs) And the destination we're talking about, though, is the U.S. Virgin Islands. We're going to give you a little history about the islands, things to do, best time to go, and the cheapest times to go. Also, some must-dos that you should consider and current entry requirements for all guests. And this may be a great destination to visit for your summer vacation, either as a standalone or as a stop on a cruise. And whatever you do for your summer vacation, a word of caution. When doing your planning, don't trust the information you get on a Facebook group. We see bad and incorrect information every single day. Here's an example. I was in a Facebook group that is about a specific cruise line. They were talking about the cancellation information, and it was completely wrong. The person was saying, if I book a cruise in August, and you know, if they cancel a cruise, do I get my money back? And you know, someone said, no, you don't get your money back. I'm like, yeah, if a cruise line cancels a cruise, you will get your money back. Bottom line is only get the actual info from either the cruise line you're traveling on or your travel agent. And even um, as of the airing of this, Royal Caribbean just extended their cancellations through the end of April. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, so that's kind of a little bit of a bummer for sure. But we will see. You know, you never know. Cruising could all of a sudden get back up and going. And I know that there will be a lot of requirements to get on a cruise ship. And so that's why it is important to not trust what you're reading on the internet. Get it from your travel agent or the cruise line, because those are the resources that are actually monitoring what is going on. I was talking to someone at one of the cruise lines. I said, when is your earliest cruise that you have on the books? And he said, well, March 20th. I'm like, okay, is that when we're going to go? He's like, nah, we don't think so. <laughs> When's the next one? Then early April. What do you think? Uh, maybe. I didn't think the cruise lines would be canceling everything through April. I get why they have to have enough lead time if they think they're going to. You can't be, you know, March 1st. Okay, April's canceled. I get that. If you would have told me in March of last year that the cruise industry is going to be gone for a year, I would have bet any amount of money on that. I know. I think if they gave Vegas odds on that, people would have went out and said, no way is it going to be gone for a year. Well, one of the things about the cancellations going through the end of April is to keep in mind that traditionally, that is the time of year where the ships are moving around. And because they haven't cruised for over a year, we're not doing those transatlantic cruises to go over to the Med. And they're not 
all heading over to Alaska at that time. So maybe they're just getting a jump start on it. And they're just like, you know what, let's just redeploy all of the ships, or they're going to come back at a modified kind of a smaller number of ships going out of just Florida, which is what has been talked about. And hopefully they're not just sitting there. Hopefully they go in and start them up every once in a while. I think they probably do. If you let a car sit too long, and then the battery dies. I'm sure that they will. But if you are looking to head to the Caribbean, and maybe you can't get on a cruise, and you kind of like that U.S.-ish experience. U.S.-ish? Yeah, which is one of the reasons why a lot of people do cruises is because they can go to the Caribbean, but they're on a ship that feels very familiar, everybody's speaking English, and so you can still visit some of these other places, but it's very comfortable. And the U.S. Virgin Islands are exactly that as well. One of the reasons these islands are a go-to is because for U.S. residents, you don't need a passport. Now, I will say we highly recommend you always have a passport when you're traveling anywhere outside of the U.S., even though technically this is U.S. Why? Because maybe you want to island hop. There are some amazing islands down there you could go visit and take a day trip, but without a passport, it's not going to happen. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that. They think, oh, I'll just hop down to the U.S. Virgin Islands. I don't need a passport. And then they want to go over to the British Virgin Islands because there's some beautiful spots over there. And they are not allowed. The Virgin Islands are located just east of Puerto Rico. Originally, they were called New Spain. And then slowly, all of them kind of switched affiliations over the years. And currently, you have three that are U.S. islands, four that are British and two from Puerto Rico that are referred to as the Spanish Virgin Islands. And for the U.S. islands, you have St. Thomas, St. John, and St. Croix. And then you have like some little minor islands. But you can easily boat between St. Thomas and St. John. St. Croix, though, is going to be a little further south. That's more of a a flight. Exactly. Most people who have visited St. Thomas do so by cruise ship. If you have an Eastern Caribbean itinerary, you'll most likely stop there. And one of the best things about these islands is the temperature, because it is pretty much the same year-round, with highs in the 80s and lows in the 70s, which sounds just about nice right now. Sounds great today. It's 61 degrees here, and it just feels even colder than that. But at least we don't have the snow. So if you're in one of those places where you are getting a lot of snow, this could be the perfect place for you to escape. Let's start with how to get there. Again, either a cruise ship or a plane, or if you're really fancy, a yacht, if you're a yachty. <laughs> For St. John or St. Thomas, you'll actually fly to St. Thomas, and St. Croix has its own airport. And the number one reason people enjoy these islands is because they are that great getaway. I mean, we're talking about that Caribbean island lifestyle. It is fairly easy to get to. Lots of beautiful beaches. You have some mountains, and there's a little bit of culture there and some history. And, of course, lots of water and boating activities. It's pretty cool that you can go from the beach to the mountains in a really short amount of time. Yeah, but they're not like giant mountains like you see in Colorado or Yeah, you're not Utah skiing. Montana. I get that. <laughs> I call them lush tropical mountains. Is that what you call them? Yes. That's a very good term. <laughs> Two of the most popular things to put on your list include Trunk Bay. This is on the island of St. John. It's well known for its pearly white beaches and what they call the snorkeling path that is 225 yards long and is full of corals and fish. Really pretty clear water. Yeah, if you want the best snorkeling, go to the far end. This is also at one of the ends of the national parks. Yeah, so you could visit the national park during the day and then hop down over to the beautiful beach at the end. Also over on St. Thomas, you can enjoy 
Megan's Bay. This is super, super popular, especially when you are on a cruise. And that's what we've done is we just hop in a cab and then we drive through the little lush mountains and we end up and enjoy Megan's Bay. One of the things that I love about this is that it is very, very calm. And so if you have little kids, this is a great bay to go and just relax, play in the water, enjoy the scenery. It does get pretty crowded though during the times when cruise ships are in port. So if you are staying on the island and you want to go enjoy Megan's Bay, our pro tip is see what the cruise schedule is and then just avoid that day. Right now, you're pretty much going to have it all to yourself, right? And that's even better. I, I think I, if I remember correctly, we did a walking video shot along that beach. We did. I remember that. It's on YouTube. <laughs> it's on our YouTube it channel. It is. For these islands, most of the activities you're going to find will be around beach and water or just doing some sightseeing around the, the island. Or food and drinks. Or food and drinks, <laughs> yeah. And so one of the things that we have done on a cruise is they, in St. Thomas, when you get right into port, they do have this little gondola that will take you up to the top of the mountain. And it's great for just seeing like beautiful views. There's not really a whole lot more to do up there. We did that. And it is. I mean, the views are amazing. And you can look back at where the cruise ships are docked. And one of the things that a lot of people like to do is hire a driver and go around and just do your like little sightseeing stops. Um, There are a few other places that you can do beach stuff. But the Virgin Islands pretty much are for that Caribbean beach person. You can kayak, hike and snorkel. Of course, those are like the go-tos. And you can even swim with the sea lions. Yeah, which is something a little bit different. Not regular lions, but sea lions. Yes. They're a lot less ferocious sometimes. (laughs) Of course, you can do the island tour and sample some of the island rum. You can even do a shark encounter. And I say you, because I don't think I would do that. You probably wouldn't. I don't mean you as in you, my wife. I mean you, the listener. (laughs) Um, And of course, as we mentioned, snorkeling, one of the super popular things to do is to take a catamaran. So that's kind of fun. And of course, more beach stuff in addition to the Megan's Bay or over in St. John's. You can also go to Sapphire Beach or Koki Beach. And I don't know if you say Koki that way or not. Sounds good to me. Yeah, but those are the other two that are really popular, especially on cruise stops. When it comes to places to stay in both St. Thomas and St. John, you will find a lot of four and five star resorts. What you will not find are true. Here's one of our pro tips. The U.S. territories don't do all-inclusive resorts like you'll find in other parts of the Caribbean. The people working at these resorts make more on tips than the all-inclusive places where you don't tip because it's all-included. If they had an all-inclusive in a U.S. territory, they would have to abide by the U.S. labor laws and rules and so on and so on. We we do get that request a lot like, oh, I want to go to an all-inclusive, but I don't have a passport, so I want to go to the Virgin Islands. And it's like, yeah, you're not going to find anything down there. What you are going to find, though, is you will find some resorts that do include a lot of amenities like paddle boarding, water sports, snorkel equipment. So you still have a lot of things included in your stay. But for the most part, you're just going to have your traditional brands when it comes to going to the U.S. Virgin Islands. Here are some of the resorts. You've got the Ritz-Carlton, the Wyndham, the Westin, the Marriott. And as you probably notice, all these names are very familiar. So if you if you have Marriott points or you know Wyndham points, this is a really good place to use them. Yeah. <laughs> and you can do some vacation rentals. However, we always caution that if you go this route, always make sure you know exactly what you are getting into and go through a reputable 
company because you don't want to show up on the island to see that you were in a shack with no air conditioning. That could happen. When you're booking your hotel, you definitely want to make sure you understand where on the island you are and the types of views. It's pretty common for people to assume every view is of the ocean and you're on the water. Some are more in a mountainous region. With St. Croix, you'll find more of the non-branded places. Most all are on the water, however. But St. Croix, though, sometimes you can get some pretty good pricing there. But you got to keep in mind the airfare because that one can be a little more expensive to fly into. So it's kind of that pros and cons. I do think you have a little more elevated experience when you are in St. Thomas or St. John. As of this recording, if you're going to go there by air or sea, you do have to complete a travel screening application and submit a negative COVID test prior to when you're traveling within five days before you actually start your travel. And this is actually for everyone ages five and up. And they do have a big laundry list of all of the types of tests that they accept. I was surprised at how many different variations they have of the testing. So we have a link in the show notes if you are interested in going to the U.S. Virgin Islands and want to see what those different tests are. Because this was not as clear cut as the one like when you're going to Jamaica. Yes, that one was pretty easy. This is one of those places that will provide the approval within 48 hours of when you submit your documents and tests, and you have to have those with you to enter. Now, if you do plan a trip there, keep in mind hurricane season. In the past few years, the islands have been hit pretty hard, so not everything is 100% back. And hurricane season actually starts June 1st and goes through November 1st, but most of the hurricanes usually come through in August and September. So guess what? Months are pretty inexpensive. Wait, wait, wait. I think I know this one. Okay. August and September. Yes. (laughs) So if you do want to save some money, though, the summertime traditionally is lower pricing at the U.S. Virgin Islands. This truly is a beautiful vacation getaway and one you should definitely put on your list, even if it's just a port stop, if you happen to be going on a cruise. If cruising ever comes back, who knows? <laughs> I think it's going to come back. <laughs> and before we wrap it out, one thing that we have learned is that Italy is on the top of a lot of people's bucket list. We have gotten a lot of people who have responded and sent us notes saying, oh, I loved your episode talking about Florence. It's one of our favorite places or we've never been. And if it's not at the top of your bucket list, it's because you've probably already been there and you can't wait to go back. You, you and I put it love the top. Italy. Yeah, you still it's could put it. It's always at the top. Yeah, it's usually in, in people's top three, actually. We love Italy so much that we're actually trying to figure out a way we can live there for a few months out of the year. Yeah. In the very near future. In the very near future. If you're like most people and think it's smart to reduce your time on social media, especially if you've watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix, which seems more relevant now than ever, here's an idea of what you can do with that extra time. And it's our advice is learn a new language on a free app that we are using right now. It's called Duolingo. It is the number one language app. Yeah, it's kind of a fun way that if you do love traveling to have that something to do at home where you can be thinking about the place that you're going to go. And you and I are in the process of learning Italian, but you're way ahead of me, which is kind of fun because what we're starting to do is refer to things in our home in the Italian names. The Beve Aqua. Did I say that right? (laughs) (laughs) So that was close. Okay. Well, I'm I'm still learning. You are learning. (laughs) It's really so easy to do. I mean, I guarantee you, most of you listening to this would probably agree with the statement that you're on social media too much. And and actually commit to doing it every day, 15 or 20 minutes. Again, Facebook won't miss you. Because I'm really envious of people that speak more than one language. 
And I think there really is no better way to immerse yourself in another culture than learning their language. Unless, of course, you're actually traveling to that country, and then it's even more amazing if you are at least somewhat conversational. I think a lot of people think you have to be fluent. Oh, I'm not going to be fluent, so I'm not going to do it. It really helps. Also, when you start to recognize words, I know that the last our last trip to Italy, we had done a little Italian learning in the past, and just knowing some common phrases or being able to read some of the signage was really cool. You don't need to learn another language to go to the U.S. Virgin Islands, but this is something that if you do have a country on your bucket list, that you may want to start learning that language. One of the things that we've noticed when we have traveled abroad is that when you're attempting to speak in another language, so if we're in Italy and we're at least trying, that they really appreciate that and they actually will kind of help you out a little bit. So it's kind of cool. I think most people in Europe, I'm a little envious because English is usually their second language. And so they all know two languages. And the funny thing we hear is that like if you're like if you're in Germany or France or Italy or Spain, they always say that learning English is harder than trying to learn their language. Yeah, which, which I kind of believe that. I can see that now. You can join us for free on Duolingo. And our pro tip, though, is don't just do the free trial. Because if they if you do that, if you click on that, they're going to go ahead and charge you the $24.95 per year after the two weeks are up. Instead, just hit skip trial, and then you can just do it totally for free. Yeah, we, we neither one of us are paying for it. Once you've downloaded the app and created your profile, you can find us. I am at Disney Rob. And I am at Disney Carrie. And then we can kind of like hold each other accountable. Yeah, because they have and leaderboards. You can see our, yeah, and there's leaderboards. Stuff, yeah. You can see what the streaks are. And yeah, so I think that'll just be something kind of fun. And for you, our travel friend, a way that you can kind of expand your knowledge and add a new language that you can then plan a future trip to go to that country. I love that idea. Maybe by this summer, we can do the whole show in Italian. Oh, now that would be a challenge. Technically, we kind of could. We could just copy the show notes and put it in to translate. But <laughs> yeah, no. probably wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't translate the right way. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you do, though, get that trip on the books. And if you are interested in going down to the U.S. Virgin Islands and we can help you or one of our Creating Magic Vacations agents that you're working with, reach out to them because now is the time to plan that summer getaway before things start filling up. And with cruising still kind of, we don't know what's going to be going on. A lot of people are moving their cruise vacations now to a land vacation. And so the inventory and demand for land is definitely going on up. That really is something to consider because all these people that for the, for the last year have not been able to cruise and maybe for the next three or four months won't be able to, they're going to go somewhere. So these places could fill up faster than normal. And if you have a favorite vacation getaway, or there's a place that's on your must-do list, reach out to us and let us know what that is. I always love seeing where people want to go and to get away. And in the month of January, we are featuring 31 different places that you can go both in the U.S. and outside of the U.S. But head on over and follow us on our Instagram or Facebook at Travel Talk Weekly, and we will see you on over there. If you have a specific place you'd like us to cover on the show, let us know. And before we go, remember this. The world is a book, and those that don't travel only read a page. It's 2021, so let's get back to the vacation. 